Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast! podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 to 3 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb show brought to you throughout this month from uh, Israel. I had my entire body in the Mediterranean Sea today, boys, but there's a lot of jellyfish around. I didn't want to get stung. So I got out rather quickly, and I'm back here with you. We can talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we can talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount, any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash rewards. Terms apply. Um, so, look, the news yesterday was that uh, Kyler Murray uh, got a huge, huge new contract. And I'll be honest with you, Dan Beyer, I didn't know your response to it, your thoughts on it. I would like to hear it. Um, same thing with you, Jay Stu. I mean, look, we could have seen this coming. Is it a bit early? Yes. 
did he prove himself at the end of you know his second season? No. The end of last year in the playoffs, he looked awful in the playoffs. No. But the team has improved steadily. He had the same agent as the coach. And the coach and he are tied to hip. The coach got an extension. The GM got an extension. So he's going to get his ex- extension. Right? These are three guys that are completely tied together at the hip. And it's a lot of money. And he's good. Do I think he's great? No. But the, the, the difficulty in finding a replacement, but more than anything, I mean, I will point out, you have a GM, Steve Keim, who, uh, who drafted poorly with Josh Rosen, didn't support Josh Rosen, had a coach that, uh, you know, wasn't good enough to be a head coach at that point in time, and they didn't have good enough staff, but also didn't have a good enough offensive line. But, but he was at least bold enough to say, hey, this isn't working. Let's pull the plug and let's try something different. And you can be critical as you want of Cliff Kingsbury's uh, college football record or maybe even of how they looked in the playoffs this year. You can be critical. But if you're being fair, you say market improvement from year one to year three. And though they finished poorly, they didn't have their best offensive player, DeAndre Hopkins, at the end of the season. So they've gotten better. He's gotten better. It all makes sense. It just feels like a lot of money for a guy who everybody, I think, says is good. I don't believe most people think is great or is superstar elite, at least has shown it to this point in time. Right? And this kind of falls in line with the, this is how it's always been. The next guy gets the big, the interesting part is this one's early and Lamar Jackson's feels late. And, and, I, and I think it's interesting. And I'll tell you what I think about Lamar Jackson in a second and, and the pole position that many people think he sits in and what's really interesting about that. Byer, what was your take on this deal when it came down? Doug, it was a big topic yesterday. Uh, Rich Ornberger and I sat in for you, and uh, we talked about this and, and hit on a lot of the points that, that you made. On, yeah, he's not the top quarterback in the NFL, but it's also a price that you have to pay. And my whole argument with, with paying Kyler Murray were, was that – of all the of all the things that have happened with the Arizona Cardinals over the last two years, and it's not giving him a pass for the playoff game against the Rams, but he's been there constant. He's been their consistent piece there where DeAndre Hopkins hasn't been, uh, has been injured, and now has the suspension. J.J. Watt was a big free agent that they you know signed last year, and he got injured again and missed half of the season. So when you're talking about pillars and pieces of that Arizona team, Kyler's, you know, despite his 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 lack of height, has been the maybe the most stable piece of that organization, and yeah, you're going to have to pay him. I thought the the whole drama in the offseason was so useless. Like it just it didn't didn't make any sense. It didn't do didn't do Kyler absolutely any favors. And he actually showed up at voluntary workouts, which was blew my mind. If you're really trying to play hardball, but to the to the end game is Arizona was going to have to pay him, and probably going to have to pay him this amount of money. And so I, I guess in the end, I, I think that Kyler Murray deserved it. Yeah, I, I will say, wasn't he injured? Not this last year, the, the previous year at the end of the season. Am I, am I remembering correctly that he he did play a little bit hurt, but he's also missed a couple of starts, I think, because he was injured. I just, you know, to, to the well, point. Well, he's not they, missing they not, six games because of a substance or a performance. No, no, uh, I mean, I'm in Kyler. Yeah. I mean, Kyler. No, I'm, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm saying. Like, it just sounded, my point about DeAndre Hopkins is DeAndre Hopkins has been hurt. Now DeAndre Hopkins has got to serve a six-game ban. 
And J.J. Watt's no missing eight week, you know, eight games and is placed on IR and tried to make it back for the playoffs. But the point is, he's not there for the second half of the season where, yeah, Kyler maybe missed a game. And I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's not like he's missed half a season at all. Yeah, I, um, I think this is interesting because my question is, like, the, the, uh, the, the old you had to pay him. Like, well, why? Why did you have to pay him? I guess to get cost certainty in, what, three years? Why did you have to pay him? If anybody wants to, I don't, yeah, I don't really I, understand that. Well, He's under because, contract for two years, and they could friend. So, again, I'm, and I'm not disputing the fact that eventually, you know, you want to. Like, look, the way you talk to, to general managers, they'll go like, look, you're so much better at getting this stuff done early than you are late. Okay? Especially if you know what you have in a guy. But I just don't know if you I, – I guess it's just – like, they had him under contract for two years. Can't go anywhere. And then, honestly, you can have him under contract for four years. He has no choice. Okay? There's only one team he can play for. And yet the, the acquiescing to it because he wanted a contract now, I don't know. I, I, you know. I would just argue, and not, not even in a numbers way, quarterback is the only position that seems to get more valuable as you get older in your years. Um, maybe it's – you know, wide receivers are getting paid, but the point is, like, a running back needs to like their make their money now and get cashed in. But even mediocre guys, I mean, we rip on Kirk Cousins the whole time, and he's probably gamed the system better than anybody else. You know, um, Dak missed, you know, three quarters of a season because his you know leg turned ninety degrees, and still got paid. So I don't think like the value of Kyler was ever going to go down. Unless he completely fell off the face of the earth, and I don't think that that was that was going to happen, and I don't think that the Cardinals were willing to uh, to wait for that to happen. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. What about you, Jay Stu? What, what, what were your thoughts on the deal yesterday? Um, you know, I don't get into the minutia of things, but I do want to answer your question, right? Why why pay him now? Because like the new model uh, for quarterbacks and anybody who wants a new contract is to be belligerent, be a distraction, and that so sows you know seeds of of dissent in the clubhouse and locker rooms around sports, and uh, they gave into that. And I think that's why you had to pay him before this became a bigger deal, and. Along those same lines, I hate that it did work out because this is the model. This is Kyler Murray did this to get his contract, and now I'm going to do it too. I don't think it's good for sports. I don't think it's good for the fans. Um, so that's kind of my answer to why do it now. I think the Cardinals just kind of, as you said, acquiesced or succumbed to it or placated, whatever uh, whatever word you want to use. And I, it, it doesn't sit well with me. So that's my answer. Yeah, it it it's interesting because um, there's I, I don't know if I've told you guys this story, okay? And I'll I'll mention maybe who it is off air to you guys. There's a famous broadcaster who was huge in the business, and um, and at the time he was probably the biggest thing in the business. And the 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 next to last negotiation with his original broadcasting home was so contentious that, and, and his agent, um, his, his agent was so, I guess the word would be like vicious or just, he wanted, he wanted to turn them upside down and shake them for every penny. And it left with such contention that I, I was told that the old story is he was told when he signed his new contract, they were like, 
congratulations, you got everything you wanted. That'll be your last contract here. Maybe they didn't say it to him. Maybe they said it to everybody else. And sure enough, when his next contract came up, there wasn't even a negotiation. There was just such bitterness over it. Now, I don't know if there's this level of bitterness, but, but at what price was this achieved, right? Considering, remember, questions about his leadership, that hadn't come out until Kyler Murray pulled all that stuff down off his Instagram page and made it obvious that he won a new contract. And that's what, what Jay Stu, kind of what you're talking about, right? Like some of this stuff has come out, which is not, is, is not kind of glamorized towards him. It does make him look, uh, it does make him look, uh, whether it's immature or misled or whatever, like it just, it, it makes him look like he's spoiled and that they're, again, like, and I know this has happened to other players, that there are other players who have been given contracts. And my point would be, go and look at most of those players who had a contract given after their third year, a quarterback torn up, and most of them are bad contracts. You know, most of them are bad contracts. Now, I think Kyler is better than, than a Jared Goff, for example. Okay, but Jared Goff also went to a Super Bowl. Kyler Murray hasn't sniffed a Super Bowl. He hadn't sniffed a playoff win. Uh, you, you can, we, can, we can do all the mental gymnastics we want. This is the reality of it. Um, so I, I, think, I think that part is really interesting is, does this negotiation, the way in which this stuff went down, does it have a lasting negative effect? Or was it, hey, man, I was just playing. This is all about business. Yes, Ramos. I think the, the winner of all of this is the, uh, is the L.A. Rams because they've got Kyler Murray, who they, they love. They love Murray and the Cardinals. They got Trey Lance in the, in the makeshift San Francisco 49ers. Who knows who's quarterback in that team? And when we have two quarterbacks in Seattle that don't even. Watch your mouth, John. <laughs> the Rams, I mean, uh, uh, go, go for it, Arizona, uh, and sign Kyler Murray because. The Rams own the Cardinals, and um, it's going to be quite an end. You might as well just hand the NFC West to the Rams after this. all this. I I will point out Kyler Murray and the Cardinals did come to L.A. and beat the Rams early in last season. They did. They're one win in about six tries. But you just you did you just said they owned them and they do. They well, that's not an own. If I beat your team six times, you beat me once. Do I own you or do I not own you? Yeah, I would also say that, like again, it wasn't like he took over the '85 Bears, right? It wasn't like he took over the world's greatest football team in the world. I'm just that, saying, you know, I agree. The, I'm just saying that I think the Rams end up being the winner in all of this confusion in the NFC West with the quarterbacks. Well, I mean, I think most of us think that Lamar Jackson ends up being the biggest winner, right? Oh, and for his, it, yeah. It does, be, because now the, the price continues to go up, which there's, there's even more questions there. I, th- I think I have a reasonable answer on, on that one. This is Cliff Kingsbury, what he said about Kyler Murray's extension earlier today. He's going to continue to get better. Uh, the contract deal I feel really good about. We know he's, he's our future here. I mean, the talent, I've said it since I got here, is, is generational with what he can do running, throwing the football. I think last year was kind of the perfect storm for him. You get injured, and when you come back, you don't have your number one receiver 
either. So that's a lot of trying to get back up to speed. He missed a, a month of, of really practicing and playing football. Get back to the speed while you're kind of in the playoff hunt and you don't have your, your best receiver. But each year you, you look at the stats, you look at any wins, anything, it's gotten dramatically better. And, and that's what I've been really excited about. I knew when we drafted him, he had a chance to be one of the top guys in the league. And I think he's proven that. I mean, the kids come in rookie of the year, uh, back-to-back Pro Bowls. I think he takes criticism, which we all do. I think some of his is unfair for some reasons I won't get into here, but we know what he brings, and, and every Sunday we line up with him as quarterback, we have a real chance to win any game. What What's the unfair criticism, guys? Does anybody, <laughs> what, you know? I mean, he, he looked terrible in the playoffs. I don't think that's unfair. That's, you know, even me as a guy who's a fan of his would tell you, like, dude, he, he looked awful. Look completely, and he also looked. I I couldn't tell whether he looked rattled by it, which is probably what it is. You know, any of those guys, you get hit a lot, and they those except for, you know, except for uh, Cincinnati, right? You you got those young guys. Even even Tom Brady looks different, you know, except for Joe Burrow. Seemingly, when guys get hit, they don't look the same. But uh, like the criticism of him is, boy, he's little, right? Is there is there any other criticism that I'm not aware of? And there's been some leadership stuff that he's been criticized for. I, that could be the only thing, uh, otherwise, he's talking about. I I uh, mean, get, uh, I, I think it's the ahead. playoff I'm, I'm stuff. Yeah, no, I think I, I do think it's the playoff stuff, and that was something that got under Kyler's skin, um, you know, towards the latter part of the season where um, I did think that it bothered him that he was being the one that was being blamed for all of this. And a quarterback does deserve some of the blame. Not trying to sit on the fence, but again, you know, they it's not like they've had a great string of drafting, you know, over the last couple of years. Um, outside of Kyler Murray, I think it's been uh, average would be being kind. And so the pieces, there aren't a lot of pieces around him. And when DeAndre Hopkins is hurt, even though if he's trying to play, um, Kyler's numbers are significantly better when DeAndre Hopkins is on the field. So, yes, yeah, I I I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. Um, obviously, you know those three are kind of tied at the hip, and uh, it you know it buys his coach more time and his coach and his quarterback by the by the general manager more time as well. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Man, we got a lot to get to here at the Doug Gottlieb Show. Um including some, that's baseball, and Ephraim Salam will join us. We'll talk baseball, NFL. Uh, this is sort of basketball. Charles Barkley, of course, is the foremost, I think, uh, sports personality in terms of likability uh, in the country. There's nobody who people who can say some polarizing things but can also come across, say it in a way in which it's just very extremely likable, like uh, like like Chuck can. Um. He said this about possibly joining the Live Tour as a broadcaster. In a perfect scenario, I would love to do both, TNT and Live. This is what he told the New York Post. I don't know how Turner's sponsors are going to feel about it. I know there's going to be some blowback. They've checked in with me. What I told Subway and Capital One, Dick Sporting Goods is, hey, wait a minute. I haven't signed anything. I haven't met with the the guy. Uh, Let's let this thing play out before you all... You call me all upset. He was dismissive uh, of the concept that live golfers were taking, quote, blood money from Saudi Arabia. I told Greg Norman, listen, uh, they are uh, they are making up words like blood money and sports washing. 
I said, we've all taken blood money. We've all had sports wash something. So I don't like those words, to be honest with you. If you're in pro sports, you're taking some sort of money that's not from a great cause. Okay. Um, I'm willing to meet him halfway and say there's a lot of, if you go back and track things, there's a lot of unsavory people or issues or things that people have done in the past that you can go back to and say, you know, that wasn't right. I mean, like, look, if you, if you, I mean, the, the background of casinos for a long time, the background of casinos where they were run by mobsters, by the mob, right? And it was the mob's way of not only washing money, but also, you know, the, the mob was, it was their way of, of getting clean with everybody, right? It was their way of, uh, of becoming kind of a legitimate, uh, be, having legitimate businesses was to run these casinos. So we, we can say that there's some, um, you know, uh, the, the original founder of the Ford Motor Company, right, was, was, a, <laughs> was a devout anti-Semite, right? Like, if you get back to it, you're like, well, you know, do you, I mean, heck, Mercedes-Benz, if you want to, right? What did, what did the Nazis drive around? They did not drive around Buicks. They drove around Mercedes-Benz. Like, I, I understand that. But this is more in real time, and, and these are, uh, you know, and again, I don't track human rights atrocities, what is happening now and what has happened, but, like, doesn't it feel to anybody else like, yeah, this is not, you have to go back and track layers through it. This is the same people who have done it are now trying to change their image, but are they actually changing their actions? And that I don't know about. I, I guess... At least Charles is saying, hey, it's about the money. Like, that's what we, if you really want people to, if you really want people to buy into the idea of you doing this, it's like, who told these golfers, and I know the live tour people, who told them, say, uh, it's about growing the game. No, it's not. Nobody, there's never once has ever been anything grow the game. It's to grow their wallets. And it's to somehow legitimize the, the Saudis. Okay? And what the Saudis have done is that they've seen Dubai. And like this, this is a real thing that happened to me. Yeah, I, I've never told this story. When I was in Russia, my first year playing professional basketball, uh, I got there in January. In February, mid-February, we had a break. And the club, the club went to Dubai to train for two weeks. Took, you know, your, your, your wife or your girlfriend, you got to come with you and you got to train. They would not take me because that there was fear that because I had spent so much time in Israel and I had Hebrew on my passport and I didn't have the opportunity to get my passport changed at that po- at that uh, at that moment in time. There was fear that I would be stuck at the border and unable to get in, and I'd have to fly home and without a plan B. You know that would just be a nightmare of a trip. So I didn't go. I honestly kind of ruined my season. Didn't get to go. It was the club's decision, not mine. And I, I was like, let's just go. Like, why are they going to keep me out? Like, it's not like, you know. But again, that was 21 years ago. Now, um, a lot of things have changed, including the fact that, you know, they have kosher restaurants in Dubai, you know. And these are, you know, these quote, quote, unquote, arch enemies in terms of religion, but 
very, very much uh, a change of the times is upon us. So uh, on one level, you want to go like, oh, hey, you know, like, are we really going to convict the Saudis for the atrocities of the past? But are, how far long ago are, is the past? But the, you know, it's everybody is taking it. It's the everybody is doing it thing. Does that really work? Did that work with your parents? Because that's what Charles is saying. Charles isn't denying that it's blood money. He's just saying everybody gets blood money. Like, do they really? You know? I, I, look, there are, have been places I've taken money from in the past that I didn't feel great about it. I don't know if it was blood money per se, but I didn't necessarily feel great about who I was taking a check from or other people that represented them. But you also have the right to say no, and sometimes we do say no. The everybody's doing it thing is, is you know, right out of every kid's playbook. Right? Every child ever says that. Hey, mom, dad, everybody's doing it. Everybody's not doing it. Dan Byer, where do you fall on this deal? Yeah, yeah a couple places, Doug. Um, number one, just on, on Barkley, if there would be, if he would leave TNT and join Live Golf, I think that would be bigger outrage than any of the PGA Tour players leaving. Um, maybe because it crosses more bounds and areas, but I think that more people would be mad about that than Brooks Kepka leaving to play for Live. The argument with Barkley is, yeah, yeah, it's pointing fingers at everybody else doesn't mean that it's okay to your point. I also think that uh, one of the arguments that I hear a lot of is like, well, wouldn't you? You know, like you would do it for the money. And that's the part where I find different is, we, you know, a lot of us aren't the, you know, one percenters, if you will. But Charles Barkley is. And a majority of the PGA Tour stars that have joined Live do have the money that they could be set for the rest of their life. So I don't even think that it's a, a fair argument for people to say, like, well, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you do it for more money? It's different The when you're talking about the way of life that you have. Um, and... So I, so I don't think that it's apples to apples when people uh, compare that. It is sports washing because everything that, that Charles Barkley was arguing for is basically what the Saudi government wants you to say as well. So I'm – and again, I think it's more of the media that is, that's got a problem with live golf than actual golf fans or sports fans. But if they were to cost Barkley not being on inside the NBA anymore on TNT – because the sponsors didn't want him or their network didn't want him because of that association, I think there'd be a bigger outcry for that than any of the players that left. Uh, I agree with you on the number of players that left. I, I, don't, I don't know if the... I, 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 agree, I agree with you on the, the, what, the bigger point that you make, which is a really good one, which is like... Everybody says, you know, like, if you're going to offer me $20 million, would you go do it? Well, hell yeah, because I don't have $20 million. Charles Barkley has plenty of money, and no, it was in no danger of losing his job. Now, the only place I will give Charles a bit of a pass is, like, he does work a lot, right? Like, it may not be hard work, you know, in terms of, you know, it's not like breaking down tape and doing anything crazy. He just, they just go, right? It's a fun place to work because they just talk and have fun. And, you know, watch basketball some and then just talk and mess around. But you do, it does, you're basically paying him to show up that often. And this would be far less. So, um, 
but yeah, I mean, he's got he's got enough money where he shouldn't have to, even if as even if he lives hard and you know, I guess the gambling can make it go fast, but that uh, that shouldn't affect him in terms of his correct uh, yeah. long term. You know, I mean, he can do it forever. He can make tons of money just being Charles Barkley. Those sponsors are never going away. He's always Charles Barkley. So uh, uh, that uh, that part I agree with you. The, yes, uh, John Ramos. Quickly, I oh, go ahead. I, I had the feeling this year um, with Charles Barkley, just by the stuff that we played on our airwaves with him talking about with Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant coming back at him, and just a lot of. I just felt like this year he was kind of felt like he was fed up with basketball. I felt like he was like just done with it. Like he was just like so over it. Like. The super teams, and he just seemed maybe he was maybe he's always kind of angry at the way NBA is being played now. But it just seemed like this year he was just really fed up. Like this doesn't surprise me if he left because he just like I'm just tired of dealing with the NBA and the whole deal of what's going on. Did you get that feeling at all? Or was it just me that felt that way? I don't know. I, I mean, I'd, I'd have to go back and track it versus the past. I mean, I I think that there's there's a, a certain amount of contrarian. Uh, to anybody who's on TV. Otherwise, you're not making good TV, right? If you're just, everybody's agreeing that everything is awesome and everything is wonderful, you know, I, I, I don't think you need to be Baghdad Bob. Um, but that you may have a point there in which he's like, you know, we're spinning our wheels. You know, uh, Draymond Green appears to be the heir apparent, right? I mean, I think we, we all see that one coming. And... Uh, yeah, like, you know, if this thing goes away, like, I'm good. I've done it for long enough. I don't know if it's really the negativity towards the sport or the product, more just the realization that, like, it's been a good run. I don't want to, I don't want to die on that set. I wish you would say that. Like, I wish you would say what the truth <laughs> is. Like, look, if they offer me so much money that I have to work, how many events are they going to have a year? Uh, live uh, up to 14, yeah. yeah, at some point. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I get to make, like, 14 weekends out of the year, you know? Like, that's all I got to do, and I'm going to make five times, ten times the money that I was going to make with TNT? Like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing? Who doesn't take that gig? You know? Th- that's probably what he's thinking. So You only had to work one Thursday, uh, though. Like, he didn't have to do the Tuesday stuff. He had to work one Thursday. And now if you're doing... One Thursday a month? No, no, a week. Like, every Thursday, NBA season, because... It's right. Dwayne Wade and Shaq and Candace Parker on Tuesdays. But so it's the one Thursday. If you're on the live broadcast, not that he's going to be like, let's go out to 14 where Charles Barkley's following Brooks. Like, that's not going to happen. However, if you are bringing a guy well, I, on, there's going to be a role for him on the broadcast. And even though they only play three days a week, to your point, yeah, it's 14 weekends. But it's also three days a week as opposed to the one that he was just working, you know, for the NBA. You're also at a golf course. Sure. Which yeah. is also, how much can you say if you're Charles Barkley? You know, like, I mean, the, the basketball knowledge that he has uh, is endless, you know, through experience and, and through everything that he's done. Now you put him in a golf situation. It, it's, I, I don't even know if the product would be great, Doug, to be honest Oh, with I don't you. think, yeah. I mean, like, look, they're just throwing stuff out there. They're yeah, just, I exactly. Mean, they're, just going, they're just going after names. Yep. Right? You go, you go get David Faraday. And Faraday was super, super likable and would just say, but, I mean, I, has anybody listened to him recently? It, it does not, it, it feels not like he's muted, but it does feel like he's not that same guy anymore, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, 
Yeah, I I think they're just chasing after names. I mean, that's that's really. Yep. I think everybody who can see that's just they're doing it, and then and then whoever they get, then they'll kind of well, all right, we'll figure it out now, right? Let's let's figure out how to use whatever we get, and then we'll proceed and go forward. So, hmm, I don't know. I love Charles. Uh, he's been super kind to me. Uh, it would bum me out if he was off. Uh, if he was off TNT, my guess would be somehow he would do both. Like, wait, I can make how much? And do both? Like, okay, the sponsor will get mad for a week, and then because his, his argument he could make, which is like, okay, we're going to Qatar for the uh, for the World Cup, and, and you know, all these people that are so up in arms, you're still, you know, if your job depends on, you're not going to quit your job, are you? You know, if you get offered a job to go to, are you? So I, I, I think there may be some wiggle room for him. And he's Charles Barkley. He's able to get away with stuff that nobody else has been able to get away with. You know, he just, he has. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We can talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we can talk about how Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount, anytime. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Okay, so the job titles are out in New England. And curiously absent, okay, are coordinators, right? If we learn anything from um, the movie Friday is you've got to coordinate, right? Um, there's no coordinators. The, jo- the job titles are for Joe Judge, offensive assistant and quarterbacks coach. Okay, remember Joe Judge, when he left New England, he was the special teams coach. Matt Patricia is a senior football advisor and offensive line coach. Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayo are the joint linebackers coaches. Wow, this is really interesting, isn't it? Really interesting. So I guess the question is, where does it it leave us? Right? Where does it leave us with coordinators? I I mean, I guess Bill Belichick is going to call offenses and defenses. I like the idea of kind of working as a group, but that one seems weird. I mean, just here's the thing, though, okay? And this is this has always been my thoughts. Okay? This has always been my thoughts on the Patriots, and it does, this matches up, I believe, directly with the argument I'm about to make against the Arizona Cardinals. Okay? So see if this makes sense to you guys, Bayer and, and Jason Stewart. Um, are the, are, are the, have the New England Patriots been well coached? Yes. Yes. Good question. Okay. Um, I, I would make the case. What was it? Two years ago, they were what? Seven, eight and one. Is that, is that right? I, th- I think, right. They, they were, or well, yeah. What, what were they two years ago? Seven and nine, two years ago. So two years ago with Cam Newton, who couldn't throw a football. And if you remember, they had eight opt-outs. And when Tom Brady left, they were in cap hell. So with all that going on, they still found a way to win, I think it was seven games. I think it was seven games. Okay. So last year, with a rookie quarterback and a remade defense, granted they spent a lot of money in free agency, not usually their style, they won 10 football games and made it to the playoffs. And, and we can pick apart all we want. You know, if you don't think Mac Jones is going to be good enough 
or what they achieved. Remember, they also trade away their best defensive player in the middle of the season. The Arguably the best cornerback in the league was trade away mid-season. So and my argument for that trade is the same my argument for these. Like, it doesn't seem to make sense to me. It doesn't feel like it's a great idea to me to not have a true offensive coordinator, somebody who's called plays in this league and understands the rhythm and the timing of it and all those things. It doesn't. But that guy has equity with everybody in football where anyone should say, like, you know, I, I haven't seen anybody else do it, and it, it seems peculiar, but if there's one guy that can find a way to make it work, it's Belichick. The converse to that is what you said, Dan Byer, which was absolutely brilliant, is, like, let's be honest. The J.J. Watt signing was a joke. Like, J.J. Watt's not the same. There's a reason. Houston would have loved to have him stay. He's just not the same player anymore, and he's going to get hurt, Right. They've made a bunch of acquisitions that haven't hit. And, yes, DeAndre Hopkins is awesome when he's healthy, but he hasn't always been healthy. He doesn't practice. It frustrates everybody. It frustrates everybody at Houston. And then now he's missing six games with a PED suspension, right? So that 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 may seem like a splashy signing, and they have improved win-wise. But as you put, like many of the decisions, Steve, Steve Kime can be a genius for drafting Kyler Murray, but then he's got to get the idiot for drafting Josh Rosen when everybody told you Josh Rosen wasn't good enough. So Kime doesn't have the equity of a Belichick to where you go. If Steve Kime says, trust me, we're going to keep getting better. You're like, well, tell me what else you've done that's so great. Whereas Belichick can say, hey, trust me. I got 25 years of work. Even the last two years, if you actually take it in the context of losing Tom Brady, eight opt-outs, rebuilding a team, rookie quarterback, and they're in a really good division. Right? The Jets aren't really good, but the Dolphins have been very talented. Right? Dolphins won 10 games, what, two years ago? Like Dolphins have been a talented team. And the Patriots are still better. It doesn't seem to make sense to me. It seems to be peculiar. But I also would never challenge Bill Belichick in a football decision-making fight because look at the, the years upon years and even recent years of success where he could say, I told you so. All right. Stuck Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Solomon Wilcox joins us, NFL analyst, of course, former NFL defensive back, and he joins us here on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Bill Belichick's not going to have coordinators, especially an offensive coordinator. And, and, and my point, Solomon, was like, that seems really weird, seems fairly risky, especially with a second-year quarterback. But, you know, one guy has consistently had football teams that win for 20 years. The other guy is some idiot talking into a radio, right? That's me, or talking to a microphone. I'm going to side with Bill Belichick in terms of but, – but you played it. You covered it. You know the game. Uh, do you think this gives them a great chance of success in New England? Yeah, I, listen, I do think there's a learning curve here. There's some new learning um, around not just the coaching staff, um, whoever is going to be actually calling these plays. Have they done it before? Um, have they, um, are they a, a, in tune with the situational football sense of what Bill likes and maybe what works best for their second-year quarterback, Mac Jones? I think that's the most important part of it, is that Mac is a young quarterback and that – Going into his second NFL season, he would love to keep um, some synergy and some consistency with what he's been doing so that he can continue with his development and improvement. But that's going to be altered. And 
you know, why why Bill has decided to not allow us in on it, I think it, it also tells you that he doesn't he knows that when it's not perfect, it's gonna under it's gonna like undergo some scrutiny. And I don't think he wants to have to deal with it and have to answer to it as much. And so I think this is his best way of keeping it all in house. So in the event that questions are called to maybe some serious uh, moment in a game that he'll be able to obfuscate uh, maybe some of the criticism. Sam Wilcox joins us in the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. The The Cardinals had Kyler Murray under contract for two more years, part of his rookie deal, pick up the fifth year, right? And then, you know, look, you could, if you want, you can franchise tag him for two years. I know other quarterbacks have gotten their deal after their third year, and he did lead the Cardinals to the playoffs. You know, five wins his first year, I think, uh, eight, and then <clears throat> technically he was nine, nine and five and one, I think, last year, right? They won one game without him. Uh, didn't look good in the playoffs. Uh, what, what, what do you think of Arizona's decision to give him the long-term contract extension now as opposed to any time in the future? See, uh, Doug, I take a much more broader view, um, maybe top-down, right? As an organization, this uh, organization decided it was going to drastically hit a reset button, and they fired Steve Wilkes after one year, and they jettisoned Josh Rosen after one year. General Manager Steve Kime went searching for a quarterback um, and a coach that he could pair together that he thought was going to – Listen, not only win games, you and I both know quarterback position. This is an entertainment business as well as it is a, a business where you got to win games. You also have to put bucks in the stands. You've got to be able to sell in prime time. This quarterback does all of those things. He's lifted the organization beyond what it was prior to his arrival. You might say that maybe in the recent 50 years, this is the best quarterback they've drafted and they've gotten the best results out of a quarterback that they drafted, other than having to rent one in Kurt Warner or Carson Palmer. And, and when you signed the general manager, Steve Kimes, to a contract extension this offseason, and you went on and you signed Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach, to a contract extension this offseason, it's all part of the program or this, this plan where you put the GM, the coach, and the quarterback all together. It makes sense to also extend the quarterback who that up to this point has continued to improve. He hasn't reached perfection. He'd have the coach, by the way, <laughs> right? That all three of them, if they're going to continue to work together, then I don't know that you would not sign Kyler Murray. Um, in fact, he's done a lot of good things um, to put them in a position to continue to move forward with this plan that they sort of uh, put into action a couple of years ago. So, if they were to wait it, it would only would cost more. And because they're one of those uh, cash-strapped teams, they could not afford to do a fully guaranteed contract or maybe um, guarantee most of it because that money has to be put in escrow. So this was – I know the $46 million sounds like a lot. The 230 sounds like a lot. You and I both know by the time Joe Burrow makes it here and Justin Herbert gets here next year, by the time Russell Wilson signs a new deal this offseason – this number will seem like a good deal. And I think the, the um, Arizona Cardinals have taken that long approach of view where they understand exactly who they are and where they are in their um, development in terms of their growth. So 
I think it was the right thing to do once you signed the uh, general manager and the head coach. This is all part of their bigger plan. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Solomon Wilcox. Okay, so what now for Lamar Jackson? Um, my perception is that <laughs> there's there's a there's a genius to how he's handled it, where it feels like he hasn't been responsive to anything they've tried to discuss, because the only thing he wants to hear is we're going to give you more money than anybody else, <laughs> and and maybe he'll want it guaranteed the way that. Deshaun Watson's guaranteed. Is that a is that a is that a fair guess for what's going to go on in Baltimore? No, I think you're hitting on something here because uh, remember after Kirk Cousins in 2018 signed the first fully guaranteed contract in NFL history, it was sort of we were sort of in this in this area of our, our quarterbacks, our players are going to start getting more of these deals, or was it an anomaly? It seems like there, it was more of an anomaly because we haven't seen many of them until the Deshaun Watson deal. Also, by the way, it's not talked about enough. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has a fully guaranteed contract. He's getting $50 million a year, $150 million deal over three years, and that's the deal. So now we're waiting to see who's going to be the next deal, and it was Kyler Murray. Did not get the fully guaranteed deal. I do believe Lamar Jackson wants most of it guaranteed, if not all of it. Sounds like Steve Bashotti doesn't want to do that. And so we're right at this crossroads in our, in our league where um, is that going to be an anomaly or is it going to be a precedent? And the next few contracts to get done are going to really answer that question for us. And in talking to some of the contract experts out there, they'll tell you that not having an agent, and in this case for Lamar, uh, Jackson, it's not really the deal breaker because they are, they're saying that most likely he has expert people who are counseling him and helping him to understand what needs to be said and what the parameters are. And just like a T.J. Watt who signed a big blockbuster deal last year, got most of it guaranteed, more beyond any contract any player ever received in Pittsburgh Steelers history. With an agent, it got done at the very last minute, at the dawn of the regular season. So, you know, this, this thing is inching close um, uh, toward the regular season, but I think it is going to be something worth watching to see if quarterbacks can get fully guaranteed contracts or how much of it they can actually get to be guaranteed. I think it's clear they want to keep them. I think it's clear he's going to make $40-plus million a year. How much of it will be guaranteed is the big question. Solomon, thanks so much for joining us. I cannot wait till football kicks off uh, as camps are, are, are very much getting underway. Thanks for being our guest. We'll talk to you very, very soon. You're the best, Doug. Take care now. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.